Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Seat podcast. This is the podcast dedicated, dedicated at helping. Dedicated? Other, yeah, we're, we're dedicated. We're very we're dedicated. We're very dedicated <laughs> at helping other women find the right seat at the table through authentic discussions about health, wellness, business, and beauty. I'm your host, Jennifer Etter. Welcome to the table. And I'm your co-host, Samantha Holsenbach. Welcome to the table. So I hope everybody is ready. Uh, you're going to come with an open heart and open mind and and, and a mirror today because we're going to take a look at ourselves. Yes. We're going to take a look at each other about what we do each and every day that's going to uh, be beneficial or hurtful and towards some, our future. And some right? of this might actually go against what you previously believed Definitely. about health and wellness and that psychological health. Mm, and we're going to shake health. things up. But the person that we are going to be talking to is Angel Iskovich. So let's talk a little bit about him because you have such a wealth of information um, that I can't wait for our audience to hear everything you have to say. It's going to blow your mind. Definitely. But on hell, he has written a book called The Art of Routine. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. not to mention there's more going on in the background. Mm -hmm. But what we really want you guys to hear about is everything that he discovered and found and has written about about rhythms mm -hmm. and patterns. Just how your daily life will kind of syncopate to... Um, your productivity, yes. really. So, you with, know, your without health. us fumbling oh. all over your information, yeah. <laughs> doctor, help us. <laughs> no, no, that sounds great. That sounds great. Well, no, well, thank you, thank you. Great pleasure to be on your show. Thank you, and and uh, yeah, I hope I, I there may be a few takeaways I hope from the book in the sort, but uh, um, you know, a little bit of uh, my journey into this, and of course. I can get very technical, but I'm going to try not to be overly technical <laughs> to speak a little bit about the subject in general and kind of what was a kind of an insight into nature after my years of, you know, doing psychiatry and being involved in philosophy and then being in the emergency department mm -hmm. and um, learning a lot about, you know, people, life, their behavior, particularly under times of stress um, and, and duress and trying to kind of look at it in a broad way and it first came up to me, and I, I hope hopefully um, this will be a, you know, kind of tell you a little of the story is that about, oh, I guess it's 15 years ago. Time's flying now for everybody. <laughs> but I had um, studied centenarians, centenarians, people over 100 years of age. And the reason we were doing that in emergency medicine, which is what I was doing at the time, running a, a larger uh, uh, 
large company, a, a large publicly traded company that I was operating that was uh, involved in the healthcare management side. And so working with emergency users that we were trying to develop geriatric emergency departments. Okay. What that meant was, you know how there's pediatric emergency departments. Right, right. When, as physicians, we talk about children are not little adults. You know, they have very specific needs. And so uh, that was really a teaching in medicine to say, hey, you've got, well, it's the same that happens on the other end of the spectrum right. when you're older, is that, you know, people that are older have special needs. They present often even in emergency departments without the same symptoms. And for all of you who take care of your parents or others that are that are a bit older, one finds that out. One finds out that someone's sick, but they didn't have a fever like a child did. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Mm -hmm. So we were studying this and I kind of got interested in these centenarians that were 100 years old and wondering as I interviewed them, what was a common theme? And mm -hmm. I found out two things that were common about them living a long life and asking them those questions. And one was that they had a very stable physical environment where they lived was familiar and they had a stable physical and social support environment. And the other part of it is that they did things with great routine. They did them with regularity. You know, every it's five o'clock, I always have my scotch. Right. You know, then after I have dinner and I only have fish on Monday mm -hmm. and Tuesdays. And another one says, well, I always, I attribute it to having, I love Dr. Pepper. And I have my Dr. Pepper every day at five o'clock prior. And so what you found is this tremendous amount of routine, but it seemed that routine seemed to be more important than what it was because it really varied what it was they did or took or uh, the kinds of um, activities that they were involved in. Of course, it depended on age where there's obviously some physical limitations. Right. And it's so kind of nice to thinking that in today's world, we're so bombarded with, um, you know, what we're doing right now, media. Mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. our, you know, our phones interrupt us at almost any time. Uh, they distract us always from conversations. They distract us with so many new things that are kind of coming upon us that it's hard for us to kind of stick into developing a routine. And we're so easily distracted and having, you know, both treated patients and in, in duress and others that have come to me uh, for issues, I find that often uh, their lives are, are completely disturbed because they don't mm -hmm. have the fact regularity, rhythm, and routine. So I kind of got to thinking about um, high performers. You know, in the book, I, I, I talk about the, uh, the Rolling Stones, who you'd think would be fairly creative. The creativity is somehow not a very routine process. But what you, what you find is they're incredibly routine, incredibly organized and structured. Mm -hmm. When they do what, when they warm up, how they do it. And yeah. these, these folks are uh, what they call, I guess, not centenarians, but septuagenarians are in their passed away in the sort and so um and so you end up finding out that even for high performers whether it's athletes mm -hmm. or even in business how businesses develop high performance really well organized and structured performance how important certain things that routines that lead to rituals that lead to traditions are how important they are being a good leader as well right. and you know and then how important it was also for uh, how we care for our young. It's pretty obvious how we try to right, develop right. structure, stable environments and the sort. So it kind of got me to thinking about that and starting to having a certain sense of knowledge of physiology of our body, understanding that the way we perceive the world 
has a lot of rhythm and regularity and gives us a sense of certainty and that our bodies kind of work like that. Our hearts beat with regularity. When they're not regular, things aren't very good. Mm-hmm. The sun rises and sets and we expect it to. Imagine what happens if the sun wasn't to rise. Right. right. And of course, that was the case with eclipses when we knew a lot less in, in early times That's and true. how what uncertainty and fear it caused upon us. And the seasons, they come, there's a certain sense of that. And that happens, too, when it comes to, let's say, seasonal holidays in the United States or elsewhere. It gives us a sense of certainty. The body, yes. in regard to its physiology and what how the brain works and what happens, has a lot of, in our endocrinology, our, mm-hmm. uh, has a lot of interesting rhythms. You know, one of them that I talk about is the chronobiology, which is uh, the circadian rhythms. What's right. happening to cortisol and glucose throughout mm-hmm. the day? And, and why is it that... Uh, that the English have tea at three o'clock and, mm-hmm. and the Spanish cultures take a siesta. So right, they do. Right. And uh, the French and the English have uh, afternoon sex in the sort. And mm-hmm. you know, all of this is controlled by the, the brain. So mm-hmm. a lot of my thinking was, is that this is that we live in a life that's from the day we're born. I speak about that a little bit that has direct disruptions, interruptions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, a little bit in the book because it was kind of timely. It's you see what's happened to cultures that have these kinds of disruptions. People uh, migrate away from war, from pestilence. Yeah. What happens with COVID? That's disease. Right. What's happened now, of course, that you see even more timely with Ukraine. Right. Mm-hmm. How people flee and migrate. There's a natural uh, curiosity, but there's also when things are disrupted, we try to go back and find. Mm-hmm. find that stability what's called homeostasis right. um, in in a uh, in you know in in so to speak in certain physiology or right. or in chemistry what's called equilibrium and so we're kind of set to survive in that way mm-hmm. and so that's a little bit of the insights that kind of got me into writing the book and I try to uh, tell some in, some interesting stories of people that uh and and even disruptive stories about how it is that um that people kind of survive. Uh, my parents, for example, my mother was in a in, in Auschwitz in a concentration oh, camp. I tell wow. a little bit of the story of how it was that she survived by understanding a process, a routine, right. or how even in the smallest um, instances, doing something regularly can give you meaning and purpose by completing that task. And there's right. there's kind of a body physiology to that. So that's a kind of a broad view of the things that I I, I talk about. So. Uh, Whatever you'd like to yeah. speak to, so I'd be glad to. One of the things that I'm I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing is it's it's almost it's psychology. You know, we as humans, we like a beginning, middle, and end. We like to know we know mm-hmm. the story, and mm-hmm. that gives us safety and comfort. And sure. when we have a rhythm, a psychological rhythm, it creates a physiological response to that rhythm. And that, you know, just like when you're raising children, exactly it's, it's very important to have your schedule, but not only to just have a schedule, but have an idea about the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there creates safety. And the people who are having to flee and run, they're no longer safe. Right. Their story is dead. And I always tell some of my clients, you know, when you have a change, when you thought you knew what was going to happen, and then your life is disrupted, like a, right. you know, like a marriage, right. you have to lay right. that to rest. And so they don't maybe don't realize they're going through mourning, sure. which then leaves your body ready to just Break down and quit disease and, and, <laughs> yeah. and die. 
Um, so that's basically what I'm hearing. Is is that kind of yes. what you? We have yeah, found? you know, I I tried to make a kind of analogy. I don't know if it was a good one. People, some of my friends and others tell me, "Ooh, I hate it," but I oh. I, I tried to make an analogy called the time bubble. Time bubble. That and I, I kind of in the book I start with kind of recognizing, you know, the womb when you're born. Yes, having, I like that part. And I tell, I tell a story about a you know an emergency delivery mm -hmm. and how you realize. Um, what the womb is in a sense of bubble, a stable environment. Mm -hmm. and, yes. and when you're actually in your prenatal time, there's a lot of rhythm regularity, a lot of right. a lot of things happening to maintain a stable environment prior to birth. And so in a way, I started to think of a, an analogy that that maybe one can capture that you can talk about. Maybe it's a little simpler visually. And that was a time bubble because the bubble, a bubble is flexible. Right. but it's a form of stability right. and time is routine. Time is what right. you do within it. And the art of routine is what you want to do within that time bubble, how you want to organize the, the, the actual content is your own personal creativity, your ability to, to exercise that. And so the type of thing that we were talking about, whether it's what occurred with COVID, the disruption mm -hmm. in work, in our, in our, our, our lifestyles, in a change in environment, our change in our interactions, and, and whether it's something that happens that breaks one's work or stress mm -hmm. situations, uh, you know, divorce or things of that nature, they burst your bubble. Yes, and right. They burst, they burst the bubble. And then it's a matter of how do we get back to developing a good time bubble? How do we um, go about that process? And, and you know, I, I talk about this um, often when, you know, that's what we do in medicine. You know, mm -hmm. behavioral and as you mentioned psychological behavioral health issues we're trying to stabilize people that for either chemistry or situations in life are very disrupted right. and we put them into a stable environment and try to get rhythm and routine back mm -hmm. and get structure and organization this helps the body and the mind back to a sense of stability to recreate you know a time bubble Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break so that you can hear a word from our sponsor. And we're back. And I've seen this, uh, you know, there are many, there are many examples that, you know, I remember just kind of anecdotally, um, an insurance inspector who came to my house to inspect, uh, to see that, that the insurance we were getting was correct. And, mm -hmm. He'd noticed that I either was at the time writing the book or otherwise, and uh, and said, "Oh, on routine." He says, "Man, I'll tell you how important that was to me. My life." And I said, "What happened?" He said, "You know, my life became ruined. I didn't know that I would be able to." What happened? He says, "Well, you know, I had a divorce, mm -hmm. and then we had a child custody battle, and mm -hmm. then I lost my job, mm -hmm. and then all the things that were meaningful and structured in my life left me, mm -hmm. and I." came and spiraled down to an abyss. It's not an uncommon story in right. the world, you know, and uh, and he said, but, you know, I, I still had in me to want to, you know, kind of recreate what I had to, mm -hmm. to work through it. To, I was curious enough to find, and I said, you know, I'm just going to do it and went back to uh, the gym. He said, I'm going to go to the gym. I gained you know, weight, lost fitness, right. uh, good eating habits, all those type mm -hmm. of things. And he happened to start on a treadmill with an older gentleman next to him that he kind of started exercising and befriended. 
-hmm. And that person was kind of a mentor of sorts mm -hmm. and kind of a, a, a role model, right? Because right. this person was extremely organized, extremely uh, uh, on how, how they ate, how they exercised, how they did their exercise, when they did. And he became a friend of this person and started to go regularly to the gym and then eventually to eat a lunch with him or a breakfast afterwards. And it started to just organize his life to the point that he was able to kind of come back and get a job. And here he was today and have a stable environment by exercising routine and exercising, getting a sense of rhythm and regularity back in his life. And mm -hmm. although that's maybe not, you know, the perfect example, it's one of a more common one that that's not the ones we see in the emergency department necessarily, but that's kind of what I, I've, I've tried to talk about it a little bit in the time bubble. And so I kind of is a, oh, a little bit of a kind of kicker to make you think, think that maybe it's okay to live in a bubble. Mm -hmm. You know, because the, the thinking is, well, you don't want to be in a bubble. You're just within yourself. You know, you're not interacting. You're not seeing the outside world. You're not understanding it. But it's not intended to be in, in that sense. It's intended as a, a, a bubble that um, you're able, that, that kind of breaks and opens and you recreate through different times in your life. And the hopeful piece is that we're kind of built for this finding meaning and purpose and creating yeah. stability. And you see this, um, whether you look at Ukraine today or you look at what happened with COVID, for yeah. example, where we suddenly had to recreate our lives by sheltering in place. And although there was a lot of collateral damage, I call it, there was yeah. a lot of collateral value that occurred. Yeah. Suddenly, people uh, all of a sudden, and you saw this kind of growth in home improvement. Yeah. People had come home and go, my God, I was just so busy going through this environment. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I, I have this old couch. I, I got to get it. You, I can't believe I didn't care about it. Now I care about the couch. Or suddenly they're working out of home and interacting with uh, their families and children yes. and having time. Yes. And suddenly they, they find kind of a value a little bit more, maybe in a nuclear family, in the environment there. And they suddenly care about what they're looking at when they're not able to get out as much as they were. And they create, so to speak, a physical, a new physical bubble mm -hmm. in which to kind of live their life. And a lot of people have done that um, throughout, uh, you know, COVID. This is COVID's a good example or a good analogy uh, to disrupt it and change lives. And lives are, you know, changing now uh, post-COVID, and still COVID is here. So it's it's a very uh, anyway. That's those are the kinds of examples that I like to talk in broad in broad strokes about. Uh, just kind of the philosophy and the insight into how how we're kind of wired. And, yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah. So so I got to tell you, yeah, one of the uh, the collateral damage that you speak of, you know, of COVID was was my waistline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, it's right. those those new habits. Right. You know that that we felt comfortable. You know, I think you know life in itself is just a series of of timestamps. Right. Like what's just collecting. It's a mosaic. Right. right. And whether whether those timestamps are are good or bad. So much, much to speak to what you're referring to, especially as children. You know, we're both moms, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when you are guiding your children and setting that routine, this is what we do in the mornings before right. school. You know, this is dinner time, shower time, homework time. Mm -hmm. Everybody, I feel, you know, feels better because the expectations are there. Sure. And so you're absolutely right that you feel safe. You feel safe. Because you know what what is coming next. Right. Okay. And so right. when we are talking about COVID, nobody knew it was around the corner, certainly with going on with current events with Ukraine, nobody knows what's, what's going to be happening next. Mm -hmm. And so when your heartbeat is going up, 
with this fear, with this anxiety, I, I completely agree. I mean, you're going to feel out of sorts right. and just, and frightened. So I'm very, very excited. I've, I've, I want to get it. And fear definitely yeah. um, takes away your health. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, uncertainty, so the term uncertainty in you know technical terms is kind of used a lot. Mm -hmm. And and how do you develop certainty when you have uncertainty? Right. Is, right. This is this causes all of us to you know have and, and it depends, you know, at what level. You know, uh in in the United States, for example, we're we're a relatively wealthy country, right? You know, and I mean when you're just dealing with food shelter and you're under war or something, sure. it's different than it is, you know, for us, but there are a lot of similarities in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the cortisol, right? You know, your levels that go up, mm -hmm. you know, when you're stressed out, you know, that's absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We know a lot of the physiology exactly, like you say, how it works, you know. And so some of the things that happened is that, that I think, you know, through COVID, people began to understand and try to develop new routines, right? Right. They had to develop new routines because it used to be they'd get coffee, make breakfast, say good, you know, get the kids, get to right. go wherever they need to go to school. Right. And, and uh, then off they go to work. They have to be at a certain time. They have a set of meetings or whatever it is that one right. is doing in their work life. And suddenly that's disrupted. Suddenly you're not going there. Right. You may have technological, and now you're doing these kind of Zoom calls mm -hmm. and uh, you're not having the same levels of interactions. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so people develop kind of new routines, you know, one of the interesting ones, because people ask me sometimes, they want me to be prescriptive as a physician. Give me a prescription, you know? Right. And and I say, well, I'm not going to give you a drug for this, you know, but, mm -hmm. unless you're severely. But, uh, you know, one of the funny ones is because you kind of saw this as, I'd say, well, you, I'm just disrupted. I can't get into any rhythm. I can't get going. I'm just eating randomly. I'm exercising randomly. I kind of, am, <laughs> my work is allowing, I, I don't even have organization and structure in my work. I know that I'm not producing the way I could, you know, and right. they said, what do I do? I said, well, get a dog. Okay. Hmm. You know, so, mm -hmm. so, um, we have dogs and, 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 and we, we, uh, I don't know how I got into the show dog world, but we got involved oh. with that, but, but, but a dog will, you know, oh, okay. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, mm -hmm. they'll give you not, it's not just the parts of comfort and love and the sort, but they'll give you rhythm. They have to be, right. they have to be fed. They start to get you an organization. And, and even when you start organizing, it kind of builds on itself. When you right. get one routine leads to another routine mm -hmm. and, and the sort. So I've had uh, discussions and, and, you know, you saw, I forgot it was in Seattle and in all of these uh, animal shelters and the sort um, people just during COVID being just, adopted all of these animals yeah um now there's actually a shortage i think in seattle there were two million dogs more than the population in the, in the city um so that sense of certainty of comfort and getting kind of that that rhythm and regularity uh is kind of important so i try to think of a few prescriptions in in prescriptive ideas that help people that aren't complicated because i get them i get them asked all the time and so uh, I'm glad to share any of those or whatever you guys would like to like to speak about. I love it. Well, so all of it actually is, is really amazing, mm -hmm. but only because we have so much time for the show. Um, I want everybody to know where they can find your book, because I think that is an, is amazing. And if everybody can kind of tap in and read, I found so much value in your book. And then where else they can find you. Uh, so just give our audience where they can purchase your book. 
where else they can find you. And maybe we have a whole nother show. I mean, there's a with whole you lot on. left. Yes. Well, we, and yes, yeah, so we could, you know, we could talk about the art of routine for business or for, for performance or, sure. and, and this was a very general topic, but thank you for that. And, you know, the book's on Amazon and, okay. uh, and somehow it's gone. I, I meant it to be a philosophy book, but it's in the happiness category now. So oh, I mean, yes, I'm I believe that. Doing, well, I'm not, I'm not quite sure why, but, but it is, but it, you, it can be purchased on Amazon, the art of routine. And then, uh, www.angeliskovich.com yes. and it has uh, all of the handles that one needs if you want to see. I've, I've tried to put a lot of uh, the interviews that I've done. I've been on, on um, a number of shows, uh, um, you know, on, on television, on Dr. Drew show and all kinds of shows. And so I've tried to attach those just openly, just um, and everyone talks about it. So you might get a little different feel for for the subject because it, is, it, it. Is, a, it is a broad subject. So thank you. Thank no, you. This was absolutely amazing. And I think that many people can relate to it for sure. Not, not just, not just because of COVID, but because if you've raised children or you, you are an athlete or, or anything, uh, one of the main things that we're taught is routine right. and how important it is. But I don't right. think that everyone really realizes how important this is. And I love that you have brought that to the table absolutely that it, it actually affects you your physically. health yeah yeah, yeah i'll give you just i can give you a couple quick examples you know um one's in business i don't know if this is helpful but um you know i'm often asked um in business somebody says to me you know i've got this three o'clock finance meeting and i can't get anybody to pay attention mm -hmm. in the sort what do i do you know and That's i said well, well yeah number one don't have the meeting at three o'clock <laughs> right right you know? I mean, this is so, so, you know, you find that just in general, you do find that, for example, the mornings are good times to exercise, but the mornings till about 10 o'clock for most people, some people are larks and some are night owls, you know, so right. it varies a little bit on your, on your rhythm, your body and a number of things. Um, but people tend to uh, be able to do very technical, diligent work in the mornings more so mm -hmm. this is important when i was you know as a ceo of, of uh, a fairly large you know almost billion dollar company i had to figure out how do you get the most productivity and how do you keep people happy in the sort and you start seeing these kind of changes and so uh productivity was a really um important to do diligent work from eight to ten from ten to mm -hmm. about almost two o'clock and through lunch you know people engagement is really good is best that's when people are particularly for recruiting like we were recruiting physicians for example right. or in recruiting kinds of businesses or staffing businesses and that's when your cortisol levels are just right by mm. the time it gets to be two or three o'clock cortisol level drops glucose drops somewhere right. around those times and you become really very difficult for focus and the sort i used to like to do if i was going to have to do those more innovative talk you know feed mm. people and sit and talk in a more yes. openly manner and that's just a you know an example of business. Some businesses, for example, have said, "Well, no more work." Even through now this this era of remote work, saying at three o'clock work's over. Okay, nice. mm -hmm. go home. Um, you know, get through. And but by seven o'clock, I want you to do a little bit of work in the evening and and the sort. So people are changing kind of that that uh, you know that part of it. So that's an example of of of. Uh, you know, using circadian rhythms appropriately when you're working with, you know, groups of people or managing, you know, people to try to make sure that they're at their best doing what they do, you know. So, so that's, I just wow. give you at least that one example. Yeah. 
we need to have the school systems inherit that. That would be wonderful. Take that on. That just yeah. makes complete sense for yeah. the children. I was just started thinking about I think everybody children. starts to All get a little. That's why I, I actually. Like, it's not like two thirty in the afternoon. I, I like to start. eat dinner at three. I know it sounds strange, but usually three o'clock. I'm ready do for. What you gotta do. I'm ready for dinner and. I feed everybody else at five, but mm -hmm. sure. I am so happy that you came on our show. You're absolutely incredible. So everyone that's listening, make sure you go to Amazon and purchase the art of routine. And then of course, definitely go to www.angeliskevich.com mm -hmm. and make sure that you find out more about what this incredible human being is doing and what he's teaching us all about being incredible human beings and how we can better move forward with our day and our right. lives and hopefully get the most out of our lives and our days, especially during this time coming out of COVID. I'm just going to put it out there in the universe. We're coming out of COVID. Yes. And as always, make sure that you are subscribing, sharing, and tuning in and never missing another one of our shows. And we hope that you have found your seat at the table. Thank you. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.